Hi, and welcome to episode 18 of No Crying in Baseball. You're not going to believe this. This is our last episode of season one of No Crying in Baseball. I can't believe we've done this is our 18th episode. It's amazing. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Equally shocked that it's been 18. That's me here, Potty Mouth. If you haven't subscribed to No Crying in Baseball yet, you really ought to, because next week starts the new season. You're not going to want to miss any bit of it, not one episode. So stop what you're doing right now. Subscribe. We'll wait. Okay, we're done. So come back, and let's listen to what Potty Mouth has been doing this week. So... I'm not going to make this a regular thing because I think our producer will kill me, but I watched Big Poppy Needs a Job again, and oh my God, I can't say enough good things about this show. You've got to go see it. Fusion Network, this week's jobs, dog groomer. I won't say anything about cleaning the anal glands of the you German You did? Shepherd. Oh my God, stop saying <laughs> anal glands. Oh, it's so worth a view. And then he had the gut job of a Fenway Park tour guide. And you know, I'd pay big money. Take all my money, Big Poppy, and give me a tour. Oh my of god! Family I was Park. just like looking at the reactions of that group of people who are about to go out on their tour, and Big Poppy walks out, and one woman bursts into tears. I was like, "Yep, that would be me." Oh Absolutely my god! You. Yep. yep. And the, and the best scene. All right, I, I just got a, one little one little scene from the from the show. He brings them out into left field by the green monster, and he tells the time of when his uh, teammate Manny Ramirez. In the middle of the game, disappears into the green monster. So, like, the pitcher's, like, setting up, going to throw, and the announcers are like, left field's empty. Where is Manny? And he went into the green monster and then comes back out. Can you go out. into the green monster? There's How a do you go little into door. The There's a little door there because it's one of those old-fashioned things. So there are people who actually work in there keeping score. You remember? You, but from I mean, the field? You can get to it from the field? So there's a little door. You walk in from That's the field. That's bad planning when Manny Ramirez is your left fielder. He walks back out. And Ortiz says afterwards, he was like, Manny, what are you doing in there? And he said, I had to pee. And Ortiz is like, but there's no bathroom in oh, there. Oh, God. God, stop talking now. Jeez, oh, Pete. This is not making me want to watch Big Poppy gets it's, a job. Oh, mm-hmm. you got it. You got to see it. No. Anal glands and peeing in the green if, monster. If only there were baseball on TV. Baseball oh, I would watch. That. I have that, too. Do I you? have that, too. Yes. I finally, it took me a while. I finally watched some of the Caribbean series. The final was last night. Fantastic. So Puerto Rico beat the Dominican Republic, but did you know that these are not national teams? I thought they were like like you know Olympic team sort of things. Like you pick your best players and you send not them. Not at all. What this do you do? This is the coolest thing. So if the United States were a Caribbean country, we would be sending the Astros to the Caribbean League this year because, because we like the Astros because they won our World because Series. Because they're the our best World, team in the, the ba- okay United States World Series. Well, you know other countries have their World Series too. There's a naming issue we need to contend there with. Is there is especially because Puerto Rico has its own, so that's a whole nother thing. But is a World Series of Puerto Rico? A go figure. So, <laughs> so the team that won it this year is Los Criollos de Caguas, and I, I have to put a little bit, a little bit of a Red Sox shout out there. This is the the city that our new manager Alex Cora is from. Played for speaking for as the years. Red Sox, our speaking, new manager. I, yeah. <laughs> I am so looking forward to this. This guy is amazing. So he's from there. He he managed there. He coached there. And so his team, one, came from behind. So while I was watching, they were getting slammed. And, and it was a rain delay. It was supposed to start at 9 p.m. Started at 9.30. Started with a sloppy play because their tarps must suck. And, and Puerto Rico wiped out. And Dominican was ahead 3-0. to zero, And I thought, uh, I just can't make it for this. 
Well, I missed the most exciting part. Actually, I saw one exciting part. Rusne Castillo, who has been on the Red Sox and has gotten up to the majors for the past three years, but played like, you know, 10. Like one of those back and forth sort of players up to the, yeah, up to the majors, back to the minors. Yeah, not Just like brought up at the end and plays like 10 games, 15 games, yeah. and then gets, gets back down. But I actually saw a game with him at Fenway a couple of years ago. So he hit the first home run. So finally, Puerto Rico's on the board, and I fall asleep. Um, he, and he, he does have an invite to spring training, so maybe he'll be back this okay. year, especially after this. So then it turns out Puerto Rico's down 4-1 to one in the seventh inning, and then it's hero time. So this guy, Jonathan Morales, who's actually a Braves minor catcher, hits a three-run home run. Nice. Comes back from behind. And... They win the game, and, and they hold on to the lead. They win 9-4 to four in the end. He actually, this is kind of an interesting thing. So the coolest thing, maybe, the coolest thing about the Criollos de Cagua winning this for two years in a row is, well, I just said it. Shit. They won two years they, in a row. That they won this year. <laughs> is that they won two? Fuck. I got that backwards. All right. They won this year, and they also won last year. That's amazing. So that makes it two years I in a row. I bet that's never happened before. Well... As a matter of fact, it hasn't, at least from a Puerto Rican team. Because, as I said before, this is like you win the World Series for your country or your uh, uh, colony of the United States, whatever. <laughs> for your colony. <laughs> you win the World Series for that. And then, you, so the Criollos won for Puerto Rico two years in a row and then won the Caribbean Series two nice. years in a row, which is pretty amazing. And actually, it's the third time that any team in the Caribbean leagues has done that, won the Caribbean Series two years in a row. And they had the same manager. This guy's Luis Matos. And, and, and I got to say, and we talked about this several podcasts ago. I don't remember when. When you get to 18, it all like jumbles up in your mind. But Puerto Rico was playing on a short season because they had this hurricane, which totally fucked up the country. So not only did they win the Caribbean League, it's Caribbean series, but they did it on a short season, playing just day games because they couldn't afford no to keep the lights on. Yeah. And the players agreed to less money. So there's this whole like combo of of championship and tragedy. I mean, look at the Astros with the hurricane and the Red Sox with the bombing and now Puerto Rico with Maria. It's kind of eerie, but if you have a major catastrophe, maybe you're Do you have to rise you have to rise above it. Absolutely. Yeah. I I, wow, I that's okay. impressive. So the end of the Caribbean series means the end of sort of the 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 international baseball series for now and the beginning. We're getting close to spring training. I can't wait. We're I can't so close. wait. And we have all of these free agents floating around without homes yet. And the players union has decided that they're going to hold a spring training camp for unsigned free agents. Where are they going to find this space? Like, do they have IMG a spot? IMG's got a spot in Florida. Of course. They do. A, a nice, you know, nice facility. It's got the weight rooms. It's got the, the baseball diamonds. It's got everything. So they're going to invite all of the free agents who are unsigned. Some other players who are signed already may show up briefly because it'll start earlier before those players need to report to their own camps. Oh, nice. Just to show solidarity. So this is pretty cool. It's, it's basically let's show solidarity. Let's get in shape so we're ready when we finally get signed. Let's show that, you know, the, the players unions all together – Except not all the unsigned free agents are going to go there. You know who's not? I could hazard a guess. Probably our favorite agent. Our favorite Slime agent? Slimeball, dirtbag. S- yeah, that might be okay. a little strong. 
But you, but you're, but, you, but, but who you I'm mean totally is right? Cutting off our interview opportunities for future podcasts. Scott Boris, you really Shit, are. You really are. Kill me. Okay, so Scott Boris has a facility at Boris Corp. Doesn't that sound ominous? That's he, not a like a fun facility. That's like an institution. Well, where you he like, thinks it's fun. He thinks it's fun. I think it's. I think it sounds kind of villainous, but that's okay. But he's got you know state of the art facility there, so he wants his guys, hit the people he represents, to do their spring training there and not go to this players' union spring training. The problem with that, I mean, I'm sure it's a great facility, but the problem is the whole point of this other camp is to show solidarity. We're in this together until we get signed. We have to you know, show that we are a united front. You're not a united front when the sort of the top represented free agents are going to be somewhere else. I'm curious to see what's really going to happen. I mean, we're running out of time for these guys to be signed before team spring training starts. I kind of like that they're going to go somewhere. And it's not so much to be able to have a camp where they can show off for other teams to say, oh, I want you because look what you can do. All the teams know what these guys can do. It's a place to get in shape. And so they're ready for when they get signed. I'm just concerned about this Boris uh, uh, Boris effect. Uh, just what is he doing to the, the going rate at this point? And what is he doing to players willing to take a job? You know, he's yeah. he's just holding out and holding out and inflating prices like crazy. And now he's going to well, have his own facility. He's asking for inflated prices. He's not they're, – they're not getting them. I right. mean, they're, they're, all these guys are still unsigned. And But he's not going to back down. That's the problem he's is he's like, we're just going to wait it out. You know, we think that's a problem. Maybe he'll win. We'll have to wait and see. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's smart. He's certainly richer than all of us. Maybe he's also smarter than all of us. I don't know that he is, but – Well, you, I can – that – sort of segues into the one big trade this week yeah. with um, bargain basement prices was Todd Frazier going to the Mets. From now the Yankees. From the yeah. Yankees. He wants All the way to across s- town. Th- and, and that's, I think, you know, part of the attraction. He wants to stay in town. He's got his life in New York. It's a pretty good deal to go over to the Mets. And he's taking two years for $17 million, which, you know, I would do that. It's a decent price. And I would work for two years for $17 million, but Todd Frazier probably could get more than that, you'd think. Well, and, and that's the thing is he's realizing that that's not what's happening right now. And there are some things that are more important in life, like staying in – oh, God, fuck, staying in New York? Well, whatever. Some people if, like New York, yeah, i got to say. Everybody's got their thing. but that's <laughs> That would not be you, Potty Mouth. That's where he's That going. is not your thing. Speaking of other big moves, I just got to say Bartolo Colon – Age 44, such a wonderful, respectable age, has a, a minor league deal with the Rangers. A minor league? Why would he do that? Because he just doesn't want to stop playing. He just, now, he wants, I remember okay. years ago, he was amazing. When he was with the Angels, It was I was just terrified every time he played the Red Sox. And he has been with a boatload of teams by now. But he's going to take this minor league deal. He's got an invite to spring training. So he still could make it into the bullpen. And what I've heard that a lot of teams like about him is having that voice of experience. So he might make it in. Maybe he's borderline skills-wise, but just his attitude, he's cheery, he's funny. They love having him around. Maybe he's mentoring they, the younger younger, younger guys exactly. on the team. Exactly. They call him Big Sexy, which is an, just an adorable nickname. And also, when I the other thing that just jumps into my mind when I think of Bartolo Colon is when he got his first home run 
two years ago when he was playing for the Mets, I think. Oh, that's right. And so he was actually. <laughs> Pitchers don't often homer. Right. Some he, of them do. Not the 40 Well, at 42 time, years right? old. And he'd been in. I mean, he's been playing since his early 20s. Definitely. And he's the oldest MLB player to have gotten a first home run. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. And it, it just it blows my mind. And I, and, I, and I found that video, and it's a compilation of different announcers calling it, and we will definitely post that on our <laughs> Facebook page. And, and just, dear listeners, the video is kind of long, but about halfway through, you get a Spanish announcer. Even if you don't speak Spanish, listen to that one. Excellent. And then you had one more trade you wanted to talk about. Oh, right. One more trade. Um, so the Yankees are working on their O-line. Tell me what an O-line is. So offensive line. They're, oh, they're football term. Football term. Sure. They have yeah. drafted a quarterback. Slash they don't need a quarterback. It's QB baseball. QB slash 2B. It's uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> he is actually signed with the Yankees from the Rangers. He where, dabbles. Yeah, he does dabble. I guess when he was younger, he really did play baseball, and he enjoys baseball. And what he's done the past couple of years is show up for a day of spring training. So he's officially signed, and he sort of pumps up the team, and he's been, God help him, he's been a Yankees fan for his whole life. So he's People always are. People are. wanted to play for the Yankees. But is he going to actually play for the Yankees or just going to show up and wave he, and take a batting practice and go home? I'm guessing he's going to show up for a day or two of spring training. But like, I want to see the pi- the picture of him with Batances, with Judge, with Stanton. They will look like a team of linebackers. I mean, that's some serious football-looking baseball players. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Does he get paid for that? Oh, shit. Like, he needs the money? I'm right, not sure. There's got to be something yeah. in there. So the money thing the money thing. I have worked at public libraries for many, many years. Bless you. And there's a story that ticks me off. So the Braves, who tick me off, right? The Braves tick me off anyway. There, There's a county official in Cobb County, Georgia, who had who put millions and millions of dollars behind a new publicly funded stadium for the Braves. Ouch. Did not put it to a vote, okay? So the residents whose tax money is going to, did not get to vote on this, right? It was just a sign. Insult to injury. Now their budget is screwed. There's not enough money for things they're supposed to pay for, like public libraries. The public library system in Cobb County was told, find us millions of dollars. They're going to find millions of dollars by closing six libraries and firing, laying off, all of their part-time employees, to wow. pay for a stadium nobody voted on. Right. And this is the team that we talked about getting fucked with the international trade stuff. And mm-hmm. so they're screwed for a good number of years as to... Yeah. Yeah. A lot of bad stuff going on. And, and I'm ticked as a library staffer and a library patron. Boyfriends this week were exceptionally complicated for us. As you know, Patty and Potty yeah. Mouth both have a fraught relationship with the Yankees. And it's Yankees week. That's saying it very politely. Fucking Yankees. It's my role. It's my role. I do it without without the potty mouthing. That's your job. Yeah. Take it. What do you got? So I had to phone a friend for this one. Believe it or not, I have a very dear Yankees fan friend who I've got to count on for stuff like this. And we went through the Yankees and it was a lot of nope, 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 no, nope, nope. And he he put it down to two, Bird and Torres. And he said, Bird is that classic Yankee. And I was like, fuck that. So I'm going with Torres. He's what's left. 25 years old. And it's more fun to say than Bird. It is so much more more fun, more fun, more fun, funner to say. (laughs) Um, 
And he's Venezuelan. You know, I've got a soft spot there. Points in his favor. Points in his favor. But the other thing that's totally in his favor for me, he's short. I Yay. like short guys. Oh, extra kind of points for that. Totally, totally. It's kind of like a, I wish you were Altuve, but because Altuve is not here, this is as good as I get Because for he plays Yankees. for a team that you actually like. Right. Yeah. There's okay. that. But they're uh-huh. buddies. They're, they're Venezuelan buddies. compadres. So he's a utility guy. Also another plus. He's all around the infield. And at the last minute last year, uh, Didi Gregorius got mm-hmm. injured, couldn't make opening day. So Torres fills in and does a pretty damn good job. So he filled in for shortstop, ended up with third base, second base. They even put him in right field one game last year. Oh, God. And he actually has the hottest, and I like that word, hottest Yankees sure. start in history. You want, you want a hot boyfriend. He, he is a hot boyfriend. He got six hits in his first seven at-bats. Lordy. That is sweet. That is sweet. And hot. 292 last year. So he's been working at this for a while. He's been playing baseball since he was four years old. Do we call it baseball when you're four? He, you know, he was actually baseball at four. His (laughs) dad was an amateur player and a trainer in Venezuela and just started playing with him that, that little. He was actually on a little league team at seven. And his dad put him on an adult league in Venezuela at 14 just to sort of push him a little bit and force him to play with the big guys. His dad actually trained with him while he was a kid. They would run riverbanks together to do like extra strength training because, you know, running in sand is a really hard thing to do. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the interesting thing, though, is his dad has never come to the United States. And wonder why. hasn't seen him play at all. So I'm not sure what's behind that. If it's visa issues, I got a lawyer for you guys. <laughs> um, but the, the cutest, like, come around of it is now Torres has a four-year-old. Oh. And he's playing ball with his own four-year-old That's, son. Are they running riverbanks together? I, I, you know, I wonder. I bet they're running tracks together. God, we're in New York City. Are you going to yeah, find a riverbank? Yeah. I don't yeah. even want to go there. Oh, and you will appreciate this. So as a good Venezuelan, when he was a kid, he studied videos of Omar Vizquel. I love Omar. Your hero. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. And he is buddies with Altuve. So because of the two of them are like around the same height, they call them Los Enanos, which is like the dwarves, which doesn't sound as good as English, but it's 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 I'm it's sure endearing. it's not as offensive as what my thing it's, it's it's totally endearing. And then there's this thing that he has with Judge. So Torres is 5'7". He was first reported as being 5'8", and that was corrected. So oh, he was oh corrected up, down? It was corrected down. He's a little guy. Judge is 6'7". Six, six, seven. Seven. Yep. So Judge has him by a whole foot. Yeah, he does. So when they high-five, it is the cutest thing. So Gregorius got in on the action, and like it got to be sort of a, a pattern when, especially if Torres had gotten the run as running around to high-five Judge, Gregorius would pick him up to high five him. So the, wait, 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 wait. Would would pick up pick well. Torres? So so it started that he picked up Torres, which so he could high five so judge. He could reach up so to judge. Reach judge. There is the best fucking YouTube clip though, of one time when Gregorius obviously has a great sense of humor. He picked up Judge. He did not. Can you, you imagine? Pick, no, you can't pick up he, Judge. He must be a strong. Ugh, he Judge weighs two hundred and eighty two pounds. Yeah, holy shit. He picked him up. There's another great clip that we'll put of, of the whole team getting on their knees to high-five Torres when he comes in. <laughs> so he didn't come to the Yankees easy. He played in a mess of teams, and he was traded all over the place. He was actually on 
eight different teams. He's only he, 25. Yeah, he was traded three times for cash. He was on five different minor league teams. He finally hit the majors with the Dodgers, went to the Yankees, to the Angels, back to the Yankees. And it seems like he's settling down now. So that's a lot of tenacity to go through that much being battered around and finally make and it. And sticking with it. Yeah. So I got to pick a Yankee. This is the one I'm going to stick with. I got to pick a Yankee. My kid would not forgive me if I didn't pick Aaron Judge. Well, our two go super well together at that All point. All rise, Aaron Judge, man. 25 years old, right fielder. He is a superstar. You know, I've been tending to pick veterans or rookies who are about to break. Aaron Judge was a rookie this year. He broke. He broke every freaking record there was to break. The man is stupendous. He's so good. And now he's going to be paired with with Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, God. I am so not looking forward to this. The Yankees have said that for spring training, they're going to open George Steinbrenner Field an extra hour earlier, three hours before game time for all the, um, the spring training games so that fans can come and watch Judge and Stanton take batting practice. Can I just say that at George, this fucking, I went there to see a Red Sox-Yankees game, and I was so pissed because there's no other spring training park that I've been to that has done this. Only the people with, like, the box seat type of thing can get down during batting practice to, like, actually get close to the players. If you have the next tier up, you can't get down there. I don't think it's going to be the case for this because they want everybody to come in because, oh, my God, what a freaking fireworks show. It's going to be with Judge and with Stanton. So the first time I ever paid attention to Aaron Judge, my kid said, Mom, come watch this YouTube video. And she says that all the time. And I never really want to, but I'm a good mom. So I watched the video. And it's this guy from the Yankees on a street in New York at a, like a, at a, it's actually, it turns out it's, it's a Tonight Show clip. He's at like a, an NBC table with microphones. And they're interviewing people on the street who are Yankee fans. And they're asking, who's who's new on the Yankees? Who are you rooting for? And all these people, this is in May. This is May of this past year. I totally remember this. They're all awesome. talking about, oh, this new guy, Aaron Judge. And then like halfway through every interview, they realize the person they're talking to is Aaron Judge. And he's so sweet and he's so kind and he's so personable. I'm thinking, and he's a Yankee. Okay, yeah. I have to like him. He's endearing and he's funny and he's warm and all these people just love him. Okay, so I can I can get behind Aaron Judge. His accolades are so long, I'm only going to mention a couple of them because it will go on for pages and pages and minutes and minutes. He was the unanimous American League Rookie of the Year. There was no question. I mean, Benintendi from the Red Sox was behind him, and Benny was awesome. But I love I just, Benny. But I knew, like, oh, who can go you against can't Judge? Catch, you can't catch Judge. He was behind only Altuve for the MVP of yeah, the American League. That's... Not for rookies, but for all, the whole... American League. He was an all-star. He was a silver slugger. He was the American League Player of the Month twice, Damn. Rookie of the Month four times, and won the won the Home Run Derby. That was so much fun to watch. And he was the first rookie to ever win the Home Run Derby. And he blew away he the blew Home Run everyone Derby. everyone like away. He, Stanton, he blew away. <laughs> so he's all about the home runs, right? I mean, there's a bunch of things you can talk about with him. but And the strikeouts. But I'm just going to talk about the home runs. Stop it with the strikeouts. And the strikeouts. Okay, so 52 home runs this year. Top of the American League. He broke Mark McGuire's MLB rookie record. He broke DiMaggio's Yankees Holy rookie shit. record. That's right? serious. My favorite is that one home run just missed leaving Safeco Field in, in, in Seattle. It was hit so hard, StatCast couldn't measure it. Damn. Okay. So this is kind of spectacular. He's scary. He's scary. We, we talked about how big he is. 
your, your pal Big Poppy said, look at Judge. Look at him. That's scary, man. That's the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that was before he got the anal glands and the I dog. I don't, don't want to think about those <laughs> stuff. Okay. So his background, he came from a town that was so tiny, like 50 miles outside of Sacramento. It's not a one stoplight town. There were no stoplights in his town. There were two stop signs. That explains a lot. He's got that like really he's, sweet, he's, innocent and look. He's, right. And he still is, even in the big city after this year of being famous and everything. Um, he and his brother, John, were both adopted by um, two school teachers, public school teachers. Yay, Yay public school right? teachers. Right, in this tiny little town. Um, he was adopted the day after he was born. He has no. Wow. He claims he has no interest in meeting his biological parents. He calls his parents every single day to talk to them. He credits his mom for getting him where he is today. I mean, who? How can you not like this guy, right? Everybody, go call your mom. Everybody, right now. call your mom right now. When he was, he's another one of those guys that in high school he played all the sports in addition to baseball. Good God, he set records for touchdowns and he set records for points per game in basketball did he play golf i don't care (laughs) he actually did go to fresno state even though he was drafted early by the a's i think because of having two school teacher parents go to school excellent my one of my favorite things about him is he wears number 99 on his uniform why 99 that's kind of a weird number you never see that number high numbers were are usually assigned to young players that they don't expect to make the regular season team I think he's keeping 99 to prove a point. That's awesome. Let's go to the Cubs. All right, Cubs. I did another phone a friend for this one, and it was totally the opposite of my Yankees experience. Instead of no, 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 it was like, yes, 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 yes. Like, everybody is just so cool on the Cubs. So I stayed with the steady, with the face of the franchise as he is now, even though he's pretty young, Anthony Rizzo is just the life of the party at the Cubs. And I had to stick there. Um, He's been a Cub almost his whole career, since 12. He was with San Diego for a year. But in their big year was his big year, which was just very poetic. It's when they went to the World Series in 2016, the whole break the curse thing. He had a golden glove and a platinum glove that year. Wilson Defensive Player of the Year, All-Star, as well as the two previous years. And in 2017, not as good for the Cubs, but he was the head Cub in that year. He led the team in both home runs and RBIs. So I was all, all right, I'm going to go with Rizzo. It's this nice, stable player. And I almost had to (laughs) take a step back because then I found the clip in uh, the National League Division Series of Game 3. The one against the Nationals? The one against our team, our our Nationals, our our common ground team, where he got the Game 3 winning run in, but it was a blooper. And it's like, this I will definitely post because it's the saddest fucking... I don't want to see it again. Fly ball into the middle of the outfield. All three come in. It was what, Turner and Worth? It was Taylor and Worth. Taylor, Taylor. fuck, why did I get that wrong? Because you've been drinking. All right. Michael A. Michael A. Yeah. And um, and Worth and Harper all dumbfounded as the ball just drops in the middle of the triangle. And Rizzo comes running around and you can see see him mouth. Well, he was yelling it, but you can read his lips saying, respect me. Yeah, that's a point against him, I gotta say. That's a little bit of point against him, but he has a lot of points for him. He actually paid for new lighting for his high school baseball field. Nice. That's good. And he did a combo. He, $150,000 out of his pocket paid. 
And then he had this big fundraiser thing where he showed up that raised another $100,000. I'm not quite sure why a high school needs $250,000 for lighting, but anyway, he did that. His other charitable thing is for uh cancer research for for so for cancer research he has a foundation for pediatric cancer research because he himself was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma at the age of 18 when he was a Red Sox Red Sox minor and at that time going through this scary stuff at the age of 18 and trying to make it into baseball he was consoled by John Lester, who was another Red Sox, who's a pitcher who went and at, when he was in the majors, who was also diagnosed with pants right. cancer and beat it. And interesting that both of them started with the Red Sox or were on the Red Sox and ended up on the Cubs mm-hmm. together at the same time. So uh, Rizzo has really taken this to heart, though. He actually shows up at events for his foundation he has centers in both Florida, where he's from, and their spring training, and Chicago. He supports a kids' camp for kids with cancer. And understandably, he got the Roberto Clemente Award in October of 17 for all of this work. So all of these are the reasons why I chose Rizzo. Javier Baez has been my Cubs boyfriend for a couple of years now. I knew to stay away from him because of that. He was taken. He's been taken since 2016 uh, from the the NLCS when I first really paid attention to him. It it went south during the World Series, but great when they weren't actually playing the Indians. He's 25. He's a second baseman. He also plays a lot of shortstop. And some people would argue that he's the best shortstop on the Cubs, even though his regular position is second baseman. Very, very sexy defense. He's from Puerto Rico, like Correa and Lindor. Um, Lindor, you'll hear later about my Indians boyfriend, but they're lumped together frequently because they're all friends. They're all from Puerto Rico. They all play on the left side. Sexy, sexy defense for all of them. They played together on the World Baseball Classic Puerto Rico team. They they were, in fact. dyed their hair together. They dyed their hair together. His nickname is El Mago, which is the magician, because of his glove because of his flashy, flashy defensive plays, which you'll see more on our Facebook page. His very first game in the majors, which was in August of 2014, hit the game-winning home run in the 12th inning. He was the first since Miggy, your pal Miggy, in 2003 to hit an extra innings home run in a major league debut. What a splash to make. And, And again, you know, a statistic for everything. So 2016 was his his big year. He was the MVP of of the the NLCS postseason series. He was on the World Series team that beat my darling Indians. I, I can't fault him for that. It, he he rocked in uh, the NLCS. He was the first Cubs player to steal home in a postseason game since 1907. Wow, that's a long damn time. His batting average has been consistent, um, 273 in 2016 and 2017, but his runs, his hits, his RBIs, his HRs all went way up. He had more at-bats. He's been playing more. So all of those numbers have improved. He moved from Puerto Rico to Florida with his family in 2005 because his sister had spina bifida and she needed to come to the States for treatment. So he came to the States with his whole family, struggled in school for, for a while because he didn't speak English. 
So that improved later. But he sort of exemplifies what I look for in a boyfriend. When, when he said this, this is what kind of really sold me besides the flashy glove. He said, I want the ball to come to me on every pitch, Baez said. I want it hit my way every time. I'm already thinking about what I want to do. I always try to do the best I can on the field. That's what I look for in a boyfriend. Well, he was also in that Sports Illustrated body issue, and that's kind of interesting for a boyfriend as well. Just saying. That wasn't on my list, but that's not a bad thing. The week ahead, we've got Olympics to watch. We've got a couple things happening on the hot stove. Still, still, what's happening there? There's a lot of folks left on the stove. I mean, who loves you? You better, you bet. You has 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 deals pending that he's not taken yet. He's hanging out there. Arietta's hanging out there. Martinez and the Red Sox, and I'm really Fuck. worried about that one because the I Red am. Sox are, have given them all the money they can give him, and he's still saying no. I don't know what's going to happen there. Well, th- so this is kind of an interesting issue though because the Red Sox have given him the highest offer, and he's not taking it. And now there's bad blood. He's getting pissed off because he thinks he's worth more. But man, you know, this is what free agency is. Like, if nobody else is offering you more. Why would the Red Sox outbid themselves? There's no reason to, right? They have no reason to up their price. So sorry, Martinez. On a related note, next week, our boyfriends will include Red Sox boyfriends and Diamondbacks boyfriends. Exciting. The other important thing about next week is it begins season two of No Crying in Baseball. We've totally appreciated you listening all through season one. We're looking forward to you joining us in season two on Stitcher, on Apple Podcast, on Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And what are our numbers, Potty Mouth? This is crazy because we've been doing this since these numbers were really high. But now we're at four days. We're going to Valentine's Day is when pitchers and catchers come in. Four days, five hours, 44 minutes. And a matter of seconds before we talk to you about this funky new camp for players who haven't been signed. I can't wait. Say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Good night, Potty Mouth. It would have been better if I told all my Olympic stories, but I didn't because I love you.